0: Hi folks, FPL General here to record a new episode of my 59th Minute FPL Podcast. Recording on Friday morning, the 6th of December. Game week 15 finished last night. Game week 16 starts tomorrow morning. So not much time in between deadlines this week. So I'm going to try and keep this episode a little bit shorter, uh, like the one area in the week. So getting straight into it. Uh, shout outs first of all. We have a new member of the 59th Minute Club. After 15 game weeks, we have we now have 12 players who have been substituted after 59 minutes. So welcome to the club, Dominic Calvert-Lewin of Everton. A nice one-pointer in the Merseyside derby for Calvert-Lewin. Nobody owns him anyway, so nobody's getting stung by that one. Uh, a notable mention for Chris Wood, who managed just 58 minutes uh, against Man City for a one-pointer there as well. I know he's owned by quite a few people, so that would have been frustrating. Uh, hopefully, this weekend, game week 16, we'll get one or two more. Uh, nobody has managed uh, two shoutouts this season yet, so waiting to see who's going to be the first player there. So, as always, when you're sitting down enjoying the games, keep an eye on that clock. Once it gets to 59. Keep an eye to see if any managers are making any changes. And, and as always, send me in the tweets. I always enjoy getting the, the notifications when someone when someone goes off. A quick review of Game Week 15. How did it go for me? It wasn't great. Uh, 54 points gave me a red arrow from 244k to 288k. So dropped about 40,000 places. Not major But obviously never nice to get a red arrow. And I think that's two in a row now. So hoping to bounce back uh, in game week 16 over the weekend. And try and get some momentum going again during this busy period. Captain Vardy, which was frustrating. Obviously got a goal, which was great. But should have had another penalty and was booked for diving. So I mean, on another day, gets that other penalty. Scores it, gets three bonus points. So that uh, that was pretty frustrating. Um... The only players who got me points were Vardy, uh, Manny, and Abraham. So those three players actually got me 37 of my 54 points. So it was a bit of a disaster elsewhere. Uh, Manny was amazing again; could have had 20 plus points easily. Missed missed another very good chance. Uh, created uh, created some big chances as well that weren't scored. Um, so I'll talk about Manny when it comes to captaincy later. Abraham glad I held on to him. Just missed that one game and then comes back and scores 12 points. So save myself a couple of transfers there. I'm going to I'm going to come back to Abraham as well because there's a question from him uh, later as well about people who don't have him now. Um so yeah, those three did the business. Uh, nothing from defense. Pope double Liverpool defense again, which I think I am finally fed up with. I think I'm, I think I've had enough pain now, uh, and I see. I think I've seen enough in that Everton game. You know, conceding two goals. Uh, Moyes Keane should have scored another goal. There was a few other chances as well. I think I've had enough of the double up. So again, I'll talk about that when it comes to my transfers. But but I think Robertson's going to get the chop now. Lundstrom, nothing from Lundstrom. Disappointing uh, result there for Sheffield United. For anyone who doubled up, so it wasn't too bad for me with just one Sheffield United defensive asset. Nothing from Zaha, obviously transfer, I I made just one free transfer going into game week 15 and I rolled the other one, so I do have two frees now for the weekend. Got rid of Mason Mount, brought in Wilfred Zaha and you all know what happened next. Not the end of the world, it was only a three point swing in the end, so hopefully over the next couple of weeks Zaha can can get the better of Mason Mount there. Uh, De Bruyne... Blank again. Tielemans, another player I'm getting very impatient with, Yuri Tielemans. I think it's four blanks and five now. There's a question on him later, so I'll come back to him as well. Uh, and Jimenez, a blank from Jimenez, but watching the highlights of that West Ham game, you know, he had enough chances to get himself on the score sheet. Just wasn't his day, so I'm still I'm still pretty happy to hold on to, to Raul. Uh just looking at my bench there as well. Rico is uh, smiling at me from the bench. My third sub with nine points went off before uh before Bournemouth conceded in that game so I, I know a lot of people had had points on the bench this week you know can't you can't pull your hair out too much about those you know I was never going to start Rico this week so just happy I own him hopefully he can avoid a yellow card over the next two game weeks and then I can use him for for blank game week 18. So moving on now to the watch list update uh I've added five players to it and I've I've removed five as well, just very quickly. The ones I've removed pretty easy. Uh, Lucas Moura, you know, didn't start one of those games, and then and he was taken off after about sixty minutes as well. So I don't like that about Lucas Moura. I prefer, I, I still prefer Son and Dele Alli from that Spurs midfield. Uh, Charlie Taylor's gone from my watch list because he's injured again. Martial is gone from my watch list because he's injured again, as he often is. And Harry Kane is gone from the watch list. As well, looking at the stats today on Fantasy Football Hub, Harry Kane had just one touch in the box against Manchester United. So, 10.9 million for a striker who's getting one touch in the box. No, thank you. Now, players have added to the watch list a little bit more interesting here. Our old favourite, Timu Puki. Um, a lot of us are are scarred from from earlier in the season when he when he went on a, on that barren spell. But you know, he's. I think we have to start thinking about him again now. Six point six million. So he's had a nice price drop. He last three game weeks eight points, eight points, five points. So I mean, from a player price of six point six million, that's that's pretty good. Fixtures are a mixed bag for Norwich, but they do seem to have improved over the last couple of game weeks. Yes, they're still not getting you know many wins, but at least they're starting to score a few goals again. We've seen it with Cantwell a couple of games ago, and, and we've seen it with Puki now as well. That was a great finish uh, midweek by Pukie. Um So he, he's back on the watch list. You know, it's, I'm pretty happy with my strikers. I've got Abraham, Vardy and Jimenez up front, so I don't really see myself... Changing any of those three over the next couple of weeks, but Pookie is back on the watch list. So, interested to see how he can do over the next couple of games. Another forward who I owned earlier in the season for a short period is back on the watch list Neil Mopai at Brighton. He's, he's had a nice price drop as well. He did go up to 6.1 at one point, he's dropped to 5.8 now, and I still think 5.8 million you could get really good value. ...out of Mopai uh, ...in the remainder of the season... ...he scored... ...he got nine points... ...against Arsenal... ...got himself on the score sheet... ...he had three shots on target... ...in that game as well... ...but you know again... If I was playing up front against Arsenal, I would fancy myself to get you know two or three shots on target, and I'm not a great a great player, so um, Arsenal are just a bit of a joke uh, at the moment. So you know it's if you've got players who who are playing against Arsenal, you've probably got to consider consider captaining them, captaining them the way they're the way they're defending these days. Um, so Mopai's back on the watch list again, a, a bit like Pookie. Um, Norwich and Brighton fixtures are a little bit mixed, so you're probably not going to go there. In the next week or two, but I think in the new year, uh, Puki and Mopai, two players I'll be looking at again. Uh, a couple of defenders now who have been added: Martin Kelly, four point one million. I think Big Mart is going to be a very popular pickup over the next week or two. I think he's the most transferred in defender uh, this week, uh, and it's no surprise, you know, four point one million, a uh, you know absolute bargain. Uh, Crystal Palace have excellent fixtures. Uh, Kelly's coming off back-to-back six pointers, um, and Joel Ward. It looks like Joel Ward is going to be out for. I seen a, seen a couple of tweets this week. I think Roy Hodgson said that initially when Ward got injured that the physios were saying it could possibly be two months, uh, and I think he said we're two weeks into that now. So it looks like we're going to get at least you know two or three two or three weeks out of Martin Kelly at right back, which is good news. Um, because there's a lot of fixtures, obviously, over the next two or three game weeks. So I think Martin Kelly's a no-brainer now. I think he's the best cheap defender to go for for this busy period, and, and I'm certainly looking at him uh, when I'm when I'm you know thinking about shipping Robertson this week. I might just drop all the way down to Kelly just to free up cash for elsewhere. But again, I'll come back to that at the end of the podcast. Um, so yeah, Martin Kelly, great option now. I think for the next couple of weeks, Lewis Dunk, four point six million. Taking direct free kicks scored against Liverpool to cause me more pain and pull out more of my hair. I'm not going to have much hair left. if The longer I hold on to double Liverpool defence, I'll be bald by, by game week 38, the way things are going. Um, so yeah, Lewis Dunk, he, he got himself on a score sheet, he had two very good chances in that Liverpool game as well, so I really like I really like Dunk as a, as a cheap defender this season. Again, fixtures not great, so maybe it's a case of rotating him with, with someone who does have, um, someone who matches up well with him in terms of you know home fixtures. Um, Lewis Dunk, I think I'll, I'll probably look at him maybe again after Christmas, in the new year, um, as I will do with, with Matt Ryan. I think Brighton offer a lot of value this season. And final defender I've added to the watch list this week Matt Target, 4.4 million Aston Villa. He did get zero points against Chelsea, but before that it was back to back seven pointers. Now, Aston Villa are a team I've got in the back of my mind for game week 18 and 19 because they play Southampton and Norwich at home eh, around that blank game week. So I think Matt Target is a good target for that game. Uh, for those two games, for was looking up to looking to pick up a, a cheap defender, um, you know he's in my thoughts as well, along with with Martin Kelly, when I'm looking to replace Robertson this week. So yeah, I like I like the idea. I like at Target. I've been impressed with him. I've been impressed with the Villa fullbacks, but I think Target's probably a better option now than Gilbert. Gilbert um, picks up a lot of yellow cards, and and uh, he missed out he missed out midweek anyway. So I think Target is the guy to go for now from from the Villa defence. I always think any any team that has Tom Heaton in goal behind them stands a good chance of a clean sheet any given week because Tom Heaton is still a very, very good goalkeeper. Moving into the questions now, I'll try and fly through these. I've noted down five of them here, thanks to everyone who sent them in. First one came in from Utkarsh, one of the best managers around. Um, Utkarsh is asking, With Marco Silva sacked, should we be rushing to get Abraham back in? So, this refers to people who obviously got rid of Abraham and now are thinking about getting him back in. Utkar says lots of us would require a hit to bring him back in right away. So, yeah, that's why I'm glad I didn't sell him because I basically, the way I look at those kind of moves is I saved myself two transfers, you know, one to sell Abraham and another one to bring him back in. And if I needed to bring Abraham back in this week, I couldn't focus on other areas of my team. That That's a bit like Martial as well. You know, I I, I I was weighing up Martial versus Jimenez a couple of weeks ago. In the end, I went for Jimenez because of Martial's injury record. And again, that's basically saved myself two free transfers because I didn't have to waste one getting Martial in and having to get rid of him now as well. Although I think there was some comments today from Solskjaer that he... he, he, he uh, he thinks he's going to have Martial involved in some capacity this weekend in the derby, possibly from the bench. So maybe, maybe Martial owners don't actually need to get rid of him. But anyway, back to the Abraham question: um, Does the Marcos would the Marcos Silva sack and change my thoughts? I'm trying to think what I would do if I was in the situation where I didn't have Abraham. I think Abraham would be probably probably number one, number number one priority uh, transfer this week to get in. Um, now, would I take a hit to get him in this week? I don't know. That's a different story. An away fixture against Everton, you know, you know, will they be better with without Silva, or 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 will they just be just as bad? Also, need to wait to see what happens in Lampard's press conference today as well, because because Abraham did go off with with a with a knock again midweek, so hopefully hopefully that's not going to going to affect him, and, and hopefully he's fit to start that Everton game. But if if Lampard gives a positive update there, I would be going all out to get Abraham back in. I wouldn't like to not own him for that Everton fixture, but I think if it was a hit. I think you can probably wait one more week. Um, Obviously, it depends on what other strikers you have as well. If you've got Danny Ings, for example, um, if you went to Danny Ings from Abraham, you'd probably just keep Danny Ings. I think, Uh, is it Norwich this weekend? He's got a good fixture anyway, whoever it is. So yeah, I think get Abraham back if you can for a free transfer. If not, it's probably fine to to wait. Question from The Talking Dead. Are you stubborn enough to still avoid Ings? Good question. So, probably didn't probably didn't expect me to answer this one. Am I being stubborn on Ings or am I just sticking to my strategy this season? So, I keep telling myself I'm sticking to my strategy because I did make a list of players at the start of the season who I said I wouldn't buy no matter what because of their injury record and Ings is top of that list. I don't care what he's done. What is it? 7 goals in 9 games. Superb. You can't fault his form. You can't you can't get away from the fact Southampton still have good fixtures, but I'm gonna to stick to my stick to my guns uh, and hope he uh hope he pulls his hamstrings soon. Nah, no, I don't mean that. I hope hope he keeps doing well for those who have him. But for me, I I know I just know as soon as I get him, that's when he'll break down or that's when the goals will dry up. So I don't wanna go chasing after those goals that are already gone. There's no doubt he's great value, great fixtures. Don't let me put you off getting him. But for me I'm just gonna you know, I had a very set strategy at the start of the season. I'm gonna to stick to it uh and I and I'm gonna avoid Ings. But again, you know it's easier for me to avoid Ings anyway because, like I said, I'm happy with my three strikers. So, you know, I'm not going to sell Abraham Vardy or Jimenez to get Danny Ings. So, I'm not going there. So, uh, I'm not calling myself stubborn. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying I'm sticking to my to my strategy. But, you know, realistically, I, I am being stubborn. Question from uh, Lee from FPL Family. Excellent YouTube channel, FPL Family. Check them out if you haven't already. Lee is interested in my thoughts on Spurs. They they started with three wins, but it was against poor opposition, and as soon as they played a half-decent team, they lost and looked poor. Uh, Lee says there's definitely a new lease of life for Delhi Alley, but he's yet to be really impressed with Jose Spurs, so he puts really in inverted commas here. So Lee suggests he is impressed, but he's not really impressed, so he's not going to go all out to, to buy their assets. So my current setup, I don't have any Spurs players. Um, I've seen enough from Dele Alley to want them, so most likely I'm going to target them this week and, and bring them in for that home fixture against Burnley. The others I'm not too worried about. Uh, defensively, I don't like them. I don't like... Their defenders, while Gazaniga is in goal, I think he's a very average goalkeeper. I think he showed that with that, you know, shot he failed to save from from Rashford midweek. So I don't like Spurs defensively until at least until Lloris comes back. I know a lot of people went for Aurier. That's probably fine because he does get forward a lot, but you probably are relying on those attacking returns to keep coming because I really don't see too many clean sheets there from what I've seen under under Mourinho so far. Um, like I say, I really like what I've seen from Deli Ali. Uh, Son is a great option as he always is. Harry Kane, I don't like too expensive for for his output at the moment. So I'm happy enough just probably to go with one Spurs player. I've seen a lot of people maybe doubling up, you know, play you know managers who already own Son are probably looking to get uh, Ali now alongside him. And I don't know how I feel about that. I I think one is probably enough with the other options around your, your you know your mayonnaise and your de Bruyne's and all these you know cheaper options as well. I think one is probably enough. I'm not overly keen on the double up at the moment. Um, but I do like Dele Alley. I think there's no doubting he's he's been excellent. New lease of life under Mourinho. That goal he scored against uh United was was just top class. That's that's Dele Alley of old. And I, before the midweek fixtures, I always like to note down my, my thoughts before the game start. And I note it down On a post-it note before the midweek games, I said to myself, if Liverpool concede and if Ali scores, I'm going to make the switch from Robertson to Ali. So I'm probably going to stick to that plan now. Question from FPL Novice. Do I think there's a genuine chance Manny may be rested at the weekend? I think there definitely is because we've seen Klopp do it with Salah and Firmino. If he's willing to do it with Salah and Firmino, surely he's willing to do it with Mane as well. Very important Champions League game coming up midweek next midweek for for Liverpool. So you know it's uh, Bournemouth away. Bournemouth have been pretty awful the last couple of weeks. So Klopp can you know Liverpool can win that game without Mane easily. Um, you know, I've got him, I hope he starts, but I think it's going to scare me off captaining him, Manny, even though I think he's probably the best option this week. Just that doubt of a benching and that you know a 10 or 15 minute cameo like Firmino got uh, midweek, that, that just puts me right off Manny for for the armband this week. So I think there has to be a chance because we've seen him do it in the Merseyside Derby. Uh, of all games to do it, you wouldn't think there'd be too much rotation in the Merseyside Derby. But what swings it for me is, is Klopp's comments after the game. You know, he was asked about the lineup and, and he basically just said, you know, I trust my players. I trust all my squad players, you know, the likes of your Securis and your Orgies. Klopp knows these guys will perform when when they come in from. So that I think there has to be a chance of a money manny rest. I, I hope it doesn't happen. If I had to put you know, put my neck on the line and say, will he be benched or not, I th- I, I would be surprised because given the form he's in. Uh, you know, I think he's their main man. I think if you take Mane out of that team, you lose a lot more than when you take Firmino or Salah. So I expect to see his name on the team sheet at the weekend, but it's certainly not 100%. Uh, last question I will take this week is from FPL Dan. Uh, what to do with Yuri Tielemans? Yeah, so I mentioned him earlier. Four blanks in the last five game weeks. Not what I was hoping for from this guy. You know, every time I watch him, you know he looks good. He takes up good positions, but I, keep, I the feeling I've always had is he's he's a great footballer, but he's not a great FPL asset. I do think Madison is the better you know Leicester midfielder to own. He showed that again midweek. That was a very frustrating late goal for me as, as a Tielemans owner, uh, not having Madison. Um, what to do with Tielemans? I think it's fine to get rid of him. Now, the fixtures are good uh, the next two game weeks, so it's probably not the ideal time to do so. He did get taken off early midweek as well, which would suggest maybe he's, you know, maybe he's fatigued. And I've seen a few people suggesting that, you know, he's, he's played a lot of football recently. Um, so I, I do think it's fine to sell him. Uh, again, it's one of those, it's probably fine to keep him as well with the fixtures. But the way I look at Tielemans, when I set up my team every week, I, I really don't expect much more than two or three points. Um maybe an assist, so you're talking what, six, seven points. It's you know he's, he's probably not a player that's gonna go out and get you fourteen or fifteen points. Famous last words, if I sell him this week, you know what's going to happen at the weekend now. But yeah, I I've, I've kind of lost patience with Tielemans now and I'm looking to move away. Lots of options around that price point as well, and, and if he can upgrade even better. Moving on now to captaincy and transfers. So I put a poll on Twitter yesterday uh, for captaincy. It has just around 11,000 votes. I put Manny, Vardy, Spurs, attacker and other as the four options. So Manny came out on top, which surprised me a little bit. I thought Vardy would come out on top in that poll. Manny uh, 36%, Vardy 30%. Spurs attacker got 29% and other got just 5%, so it's pretty a pretty split poll, so I think again this week we're probably going to have a pretty split, uh, you know, a spread of captaincies. I think I'm just going to leave it on Vardy, simply because every time I've captained him he's got me a goal last four game weeks, so why would I change it? Um, I like him more than Manny this week because I know he's going to play and he's always got them penalties, Um I do think if Manny does start, there's a very good chance he'll outscore Vardy. But it's just that slight seed of doubt in my mind that it's not I'm not I'm not going to take the risk. You know, why why take the risk when he could get a 10 or 15 minute cameo when I know Vardy's going to get 90 minutes? To me, that just simplifies it. Um both have away fixtures, you know, Manny's away to Bournemouth, Vardy's away to Aston Villa. Have been, you know, impressed with Villa defensively this season. But again, you know, if you look at some of the stats, they do concede a lot of shots in the box and stuff like that. So I think Vardy will get chances. Um, and I fully expect to see him on the score sheet again, so that's why I'm going to just stick with him. Um, Spurs. If I bring De- in Delhi Ali, I will be quite tempted. I'll probably stick the vice captaincy on him. Um, I do like Son and Ali, and and you know, even though I don't like Kane, if you if you own Kane, I think you've got to consider him for captaincy this week. You know, he's, he's got a better fixture than than Liverpool uh, and and um, and Leicester do, so you've got to consider him. He's always got them penalties as well. So, Kane could actually do well this weekend, even though I wouldn't advise bringing him in. But you've got to consider him for captaincy if you own him. So, that's where I'm leaning. Leaning towards Vardy. Um, There's other options as well. Tammy Abraham, if he's fit. Uh, Chelsea are away to... Who is it? Um, Aye, it's Everton. So, yeah, good fixture there for Tammy Abraham. Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling in the Manchester Derby. I can see those two guys doing well. Rashford... Probably the best performance I've seen from Rashford in a Manchester United shirt in that Spurs game midweek. So if he's if he's in the mood again against City, you know we know City haven't been keeping clean sheets. So Rashford could be one to consider there as well as as a differential captain. And Mo Salah, you know it's it's strange he's not really in the conversation for captaincy. Uh, top scorer in FPL for the last two seasons, but Mane has really just taken over now as the main guy to own from Liverpool. You know Salah has, Salah did get his rest in the Derby, so. Hopefully that gives his you know his ankle a chance to settle down. He will surely start uh, against Bournemouth. And just think back to last season. I, I have fond memories. A lot of people sold Salah before the Bournemouth fixture last season and he scored a hat-trick. So, you know, maybe a bit of a nostalgia there if you go for Salah, maybe maybe there will be be a be another hat-trick to come this weekend. So good luck to anyone who goes for that one. I've mentioned my transfers. I'm pretty sure I'm going to use the two frees. uh, Get rid of Robertson. uh, Get rid of Tielemans and get Deli Alley. That will leave me with five million. Five million to replace Robertson. I'm I'm undecided yet who it's going to be. The main candidate's Martin Kelly. So that would, you know, if I drop all the way to Martin Kelly, it frees up about a million quid for for future transfers. So I like that idea. Uh, My target, if I want to, you know, you know, with game week 18 and 19 in mind, I'll go target, possibly. I was considering Sheffield United double up as well, but, you know, that Newcastle result kind of puts me off that now. I do like Baldock, but like Lundstrom, he's on four yellow cards as well. Um, Quite a lot of players on yellow cards, which is probably going to cause a bit of havoc for game week 18. You know, Lundstrom, Baldock, Sterling, Alexander-Arnold, Rico. Uh, There's a lot of players on four yellow cards, so hopefully they can avoid them completely or at least get them in game week 16 so that they miss game week 17 and then we can have them back for game week 18 so all eyes will be on the referees over the next two game weeks as well to see what happens there so yeah that's that's my plans probably bank the transfer then in game week 17 and 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 i've got my eyes on jack grealish for for game week 18 but again you know it's, it's all great having having plans in FPL but they often change so um Wildcard game week 20 is still my still my plan. But again, that, that could change as well. I may adjust it to game week 19 or even game week 18. But at the moment, the way things are, are looking, I think it's going to be game week 20 wildcard for me. I think that's everything covered. Uh, hopefully it's not too long, this one, so you can get it listened to before the deadline on Saturday morning. If you want to hear more from me, I will be doing a Patreon podcast Friday, this evening, Friday evening. Uh, the start of a new month is the best time to sign up to any Patreon because you don't get charged until the 1st of January. Um, so if you want to try out my Patreon offering for the next couple of weeks, you can do it for free. All you need to do is just cancel before the 1st of January if you don't find it useful, which I'm sure you will. You can get it all for around £2.50 per month. So just you know, stick your hand in your pocket if you've got two or three quid uh, in there. You know, why not, why not check out my Patreon for the next couple of weeks? Helps me uh, in doing this full time. So thank you for everyone who does support me and I'm looking forward to having a few more sign up in the next couple of days as well. So thank you as always for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. I will be back on Tuesday with another episode ahead of Game Week 17. So good luck this weekend. Good luck to myself. I need a green arrow. So hopefully it's a good one for me and a good one for most of the listeners. Have a good one. Whatever you're up to uh, for the weekend, folks, have a good one. Talk soon.